Kraken fans, it's a game day. We begin our homestand taking on the New Jersey Devils, a team that, as we will talk about today, has been struggling. So what will it take for the Seattle Kraken to get ahead, not just against the Devils, but hopefully start off the homestand right? We're going to talk about that. Of course, roster moves and even some head-scratching trade rumors. All that coming up on today's episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked On Kraken, your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. What's cracking, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where we bring you your favorite team every single day. My name is Erica L. Ayala. I am your host of Locked On Kraken, and I want to let you know that today's episode of Locked On Kraken brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Make sure that you head over to FanDuel. Uh, right now, new customers get a $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 back if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com backslash locked on. And you're going to want to keep an eye out for the odds, if you will, in this game against the New Jersey Devils. But before we do that, we have some roster updates to talk about, and there are a few of them. So let's start with what we have already discussed. We talked about Riker Evans coming up. We um, we know that Andre Burakovsky has been close to being back and as of today is set to be slotted into the lineup. We also see that forward Devin Shore was recalled from Coachella Valley and then Marianne Studenich and Max McCormick, who I talked about on our live stream the other night, both of those players sent down. So we have uh, a young defenseman up then we have shore comes back two forwards go back to coachella valley and burakovsky working his way back into the lineup tonight against the new jersey devils lots of movement and as i said on the live stream which i guess would have been tuesday night i didn't want to see the Seattle Kraken making all of these changes and bringing up young talent to just have them sit on, uh, not even on the bench, really, up in the rafters in the press box as a healthy scratch. And I am very grateful that it seems as though that will not be the case for Riker Evans and Devin Shore, who honestly, I didn't really understand why he got sent down to begin with. And for such a long time, after so many forwards in particular have come back and forth. I saw our friends, friends of the pod, Emerald City Hockey, tweet something that we've already had so many changes to the lineup this year. I want to go find the tweet this is from Emerald City Hockey. Quote, how much more roster turnover have the Kraken had this year? Question mark. 
when he plays tonight, Riker Evans will be the 26th different skater to play for the Kraken this season. The Kraken had 20 different, 26 different skaters for them through all of last season. We're not even halfway through, fam. And they've used 16 different forwards all of last season and have already used 18 this season. That seems really wild to me. Um, and we know some of that is due to injury. Now, while we have Burakovsky back, Jaden Schwartz still not healthy. So, you know, we have to take that with a grain of salt. But there is a lot going down when it comes to the Seattle Kraken. All the more reason I want to take you to the line rushes as we, as they were reported, I should say, by uh, Mike Benton, also a friend of the pod. Uh, I had, when I was in Seattle for the inaugural season, had him do some social media stuff. Okay, here's what, what Mike is telling us. You can take a look here. Um, these are the lines, uh, the line rushes at practice morning skate Cartier Beniers Eberly. I like this lineup. I like Cartier and Beniers in particular together. I think traditionally Beniers and Eberly complement each other pretty well. We did hear Dave Haxtell. He was asked, but he also did have a pretty lengthy response about Maddie Beniers and how, you know, he isn't quite where he wants to be. Maddie isn't where he wants to be. And then Maddie isn't necessarily where Dave wants to be. And he talked a lot about consistency. Now, Dave also mentioned, as we all know, that Maddie Beneers is far from the only person to have consistency issues this season. That's been the, the bugaboo for the entire roster. But also, I liked that Dave Haxel also said that Maddie Beneers is going to be it wasn't a question. It was a statement. Matty Beniers will be one of the players to help the Seattle Kraken write the ship. So I like that we still see Matty B here. Another change to that second lineup as we get McCann, Wenberg, and Burakovsky back. We saw Berkey before his injury kind of in and out of the lineup, and you'll hear from him in a little bit. Then we had Tolvin and Gord Bjorkstrand. I like Bjorki with Tolvanen and Gord. I've always liked that line. Their consistency issues have been that the team hasn't had consistency, in my opinion. That being said, just like the rest of the lineup, I need these guys to step up. But I didn't talk about it when I showed Time on Ice stats from, uh, I guess, Montreal was our last game. But they actually had the majority of the... Um, of the time on ice. And then I thought the broadcast did a great job. If you were watching on root sports, the broadcast did a great job also explaining that that Tolvin and Gord Bjorkstrand line does so much that a lot of times they are the last shift right before a goal. And I thought that was excellent analysis and definitely what my eye test has been telling me, even though maybe the goals and assists as they're being recorded for the Seattle Kraken, who, if we're being honest, the offense has been anemic at times. They're not always the ones getting the immediate assist, excuse me, not even the hockey assist, right? But their work ethic is been the most consistent um, from what I've seen. Tanev Shore Yamamoto. So to answer the first question, who is the odd forward out with, with Shore now centering 
that uh, potentially centering that fourth line, it would look like Belmar is the odd man out there. Um, so then we have um, Dunn and Larson, Vince Dunn, Adam Larson, Jamie Alexiak, Will Borgen, and it's Dumoulin Evans and Schultz and Megna were paired. So it looks like Schultz will be the odd defenseman out alongside Jacob Magna. Now, I talked about this a little bit, although we have seen Riker Evans play on his offside. Was that going to happen? You know, and all of those things. So, uh, Dumo, not my favorite defenseman, but I told you the other day and probably on yesterday's episode, well, not yesterday's episode, but definitely Tuesday's episode, that um, it just felt like it was going to be Dumoulin or Schultz. And According to Mike Benton and his line rush, line rushes from Morning Skate, that's what it's looking like for today. So, I mean, we we know we knew there was going to be a shakeup. When I started seeing Max McCormick go back, when I saw that Studenich was going back, when I saw that Devin Shore was coming back from Coachella Valley to the Seattle Kraken. I was a little bit concerned. And also I should point out that Wednesday, yesterday, at the time of this recording for today's game day episode, um, we know that Riker Evans was on the off pair with Megna. He was not paired with Brian Dumoulin. I think some of that was some gamesmanship, maybe not letting the the devils have as much lead up time to know what the, the deep pairs and, and the line rushes might be. And I think a lot of that, or some of that also had to do with getting Riker Evans just a little bit more involved and comfortable. He would have had some familiarity with, uh, with Magna, of course, from Coachella Valley and training camp, things like that. So, um, but I was ready to uh, throw a fit, as I said on the live stream. I don't want this to be a situation, especially with Riker Evans, where we're just kind of bringing him up to light a fire in other people. I think, and it doesn't seem like that's the case because Devin Shore and Riker Evans, as well as Burakovsky returning to the lineup, all three are expected to see action tonight. So for me, that tells me that this just was this wasn't just a psychological move, right? Like, come on, starters, come on, guys, you know, get some light, some fire. Now, will that have that effect? It could. But this is also a real opportunity, giving opportunity to people, particularly Riker Evans. Again, I didn't see any reason. I actually thought Devin Shore, before he was reassigned to Coachella, had a pretty solid couple of games. Maybe not exactly what the Kraken wanted to see. But then again, since who has been giving us what we want to see? Anyway, my point being, I'm glad to see the guys in the lineup now, how much of a short leash will there be? That's something that is to be determined. I think what also is to be determined is, is there anything to be said about some trade rumors that involved maybe the Seattle Kraken showing interest in other goaltenders? We're going to talk about that later on the show, but coming up on Locked on Kraken, we must know the enemy. Let's go over the details of the devil or the devils themselves. All right, that's coming up on today's episode of Locked on Kraken. And I want to let you know at this point in our show that today's episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by our friends at Jace 
Medical. Now, here's what you need to know about Jace Medical. This is an opportunity for you to emergency proof you and your family as much as you can. Now, we know things are going to happen. We've seen health issues come up. Of course, there are natural disasters, power outages, all kinds of things. But what we also know is that whether it's you or one of your loved ones, that there are medications that people rely on for their daily health and daily use so that they can function, that they can move around without pain, etc. And so there are a few things that I think are great for you to know about Jace Medical. One is the Jace case. Now, this is an opportunity for you to really just, again, think about the future, think about your family. And the Jace case is a five-pack of um, different antibiotics that will treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinuses, skin infections, and the list goes on. Now, this can happen to any one of us, regardless of our individual health. You run across something and, you know, these can escalate into other health issues, not to mention just be uncomfortable. So I want you to first know about the Jace case, and that's an opportunity for you to, again, try to future-proof as much as possible. But then you can also visit jacemedical.com and complete a, a physician encounter, and that will help determine if Jace Medical can help you with any existing medications that you take and make sure that you have a, a bountiful supply of that medication in the event of an emergency. A board-certified physician um, and can help get your medications dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at the fraction of a regular cost. So, Go to jacemedical.com and use offer, offer code, I should say, locked on, and that will get you $20 off your first order. Visit Chase, Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. And don't forget to, to use promo code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Thanks, as always, for making Locked On Kraken and the Locked On Podcast Network a part of your daily destination. And in case you didn't already know, especially those of you watching on YouTube, the Locked On Podcast Network now has a 24-7 YouTube streaming channel. Our Locked On Sports Today podcast, our video podcast, is now available as a 24-7 streaming channel. That means the all, all of our episodes of Locked on NHL and the other shows, the national shows like Locked on NBA, Locked on NFL, uh, Locked on women's basketball even, you can find on our 24-7 channel. But let's go to the issue of today for us Seattle Kraken fans, and that is the homestand starting at Climate Pledge Arena against the New Jersey Devils. Now, this is a team that I know very well. I had the opportunity to call a Devils game a few years ago on International Women's Day. It was amazing. I still have my credential from that game sitting right here on my desk. And um, so it's a team I know well. Also, the Riveters used to play in their practice facility. So I'd go to a lot of Riveter, or after Riveters practice, I'd go to a lot of Devils games. That being said, I'm not particularly looking forward to uh, playing nice with the Devils. Here's this, the side-by-side -side comparison that we got from the amazing Seattle Kraken PR team. If you're not watching on YouTube, no worries. 
I will read this to you. Also, just a brief little note. If you are watching on YouTube and you're not subscribed already, go ahead and subscribe to Locked on Kraken. We are so close to 1,000 subscribers. And once we get to 1,000 subscribers, we can monetize. We can start integrating with Locked on Sports today, which I just mentioned. So subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And hit the bell notifications if you want to know when the new episodes go up. You can get a notification when our live streams go up. And you'll also get first dibs on our YouTube shorts, which what we're doing with YouTube shorts on Locked on Kraken is that when we have either morning skate practice or post-game quotes, we're feeding them up on YouTube shorts and social media. Okay, back to the task at hand. Um, Now, uh, today is December 7th, so a little bit of a typo there, but that's okay. We are taking on the New Jersey Devils. The overall record for the Kraken, we're sitting at 8, 11, and 6, 22 points overall, 12, 10, and 1 for the New Jersey Devils. Their away record, 7, 4, and 0. Oh. So, all right, doing a little bit better on the road than they are at home. Our home record is 4, 6, and 1. Advantage New Jersey in the overall record and the home slash away record already. <clears throat> The Devils, excuse me, are 500 on the nose in their last 10. We are 3, 4, and 3, a.k.a. not 500. Jack Hughes, all the Hughes brothers just played against each other. That was a fun little photo op. But Jack Hughes leads the New Jersey Devils with 33 points. Vince Dunn is our leading scorer with 21 points. Their power play, a 36% clip. We're at a 21.7% clip. We need to continue to practice, dare I say, as Jared McCann mentioned the other day, to continue to see an uptick there. We also see that the penalty kill for the Devils is just a touch better than ours. They're at 75% even or at a 74.7% clip. So it's splitting hairs there. That being said, the Seattle Kraken, in my opinion, tend to take penalties at inopportune moments. We hear from Dave all the time, the right save, the right time in the right moment. And that goes for also not wanting to make the wrong play at the wrong time in the wrong moment. That's kind of how I feel about specialty teams for us, but particularly looking at the, um, the penalty kill. Now, you may know Trey Matthews if you listen to the Locked On, the Greater Locked On NHL Network. And if you're an everyday or an OGer, then you've seen him on this show. Well, he's out in Seattle representing Locked On Devils show. And he asked Dave Haxtell today a little bit about Devils, in some people's estimations, overperformed last year. Kraken in a lot of people's estimation, overperformed last year. But we're not really seeing that overperforming performance for either team. Now, what does that exactly mean? Well, let's take a look at the standings. Um, so we mentioned just a little while ago using kind of the, the little summary sheet that we get that both teams – you know, have over 20 points, but the Devils with 25. But I want to take you now, again, to the NHL standings. Let's first start with, again, the New Jersey Devils. We'll talk about the Kraken in just a wee bit here. You can see they're sitting in that sixth place spot. Mentioned the 25 points. They are over 500, 12, 10, and 0 again. Now, the goal differential you'll see for them is a minus three. 
we're going to talk about goal differential for the Kraken, as I said, in just a little bit. But you can see that they are chasing the Rangers, really starting to click and get things together. The Canes, another team up there, the Flyers. Look at that, you know, in their division. Um, and the Caps, the Islanders we know have been inconsistent. We talked with Gil Martin about that. And the Caps behind the Islanders, the Penguins, and then there's Columbus. So, you know, the Metropolitan Division, we're seeing some perennial top teams maybe not be there. The Penguins, though, have been sliding, I would argue, in the last handful of years. The New York Islanders always find themselves kind of fighting middle of the pack, looking effectively for a wild card spot, especially in the last handful of years. Carolina's been a solid team. The Rangers, we know, have made the playoffs. Now, they haven't made it as far in the playoffs as they want. But the Devils, again, they took people by surprise last year, but they're not seeing that consistency this season. Now let's, of course, take a look at the Pacific Division. And here we go, the Seattle Kraken in that five spot, now trailing the Flames, the Canucks, the Kings, and of course, the Vegas Golden Knights. Now the Calgary Flames are the team that we are in close proximity to the flames are in that four spot, but are not at 500 or better. They have a 460 win percentage, their record 10, 12, and three. Again, we are eight, 12, and six. Now that loser point has kind of saved and kind of buoyed, if you will, the Seattle Kraken in this season. But as I've talked about on the show before, we're getting to a point in the season where we cannot just settle for the, the 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 one point. We need to start winning games outright to create some separation. But really, at this point, we're not even talking about separation, my fam. We're not talking about separation. We're trying to get back into the pack. And what does that look like now? We've talked about the Seattle Kraken kind of holding on to that wild card spot. So I want you to take a look. Let's take a look, you know, at what are we're what we're looking at for top three teams in each, you know, division. But then when we look at the wild card, we have to fight the central, the, the entire central uh, conference. We're not just um, or Western Conference, excuse me, including the central division. So I, I we're the Pacific Division. We are also in the Western Conference with the central division. So we're fighting Arizona. St. Louis, who I thought had a really, they looked really good against Vegas the other, the other night. Um, they actually lost that game to Vegas, but they had some glimmers uh, there. The Predators, I really, I, you know, maybe it's just because I'm, I think Anne is amazing, but I like the Predators, the Flames we've already talked about, and the Minnesota Wild. We've got five teams ahead of us, five teams ahead of us in our conference wild card. So no, getting the loser point, so to speak, or that one point, that's not going to cut it for this battle Kraken. And how do you get away from that? Part of that is by winning games that either you should statistically, mathematically win and or games which are not reached. They're not out of your reach. It's teams that you're comparable with in stats, that you're comparable with even in history. And I do think that this game tonight against the Devils 
is one of those games. And I want you to hear a little bit from Andre Burakovsky. He talked to media, you know, had that quote from Dave Haxtell that he's chomping at the bit. He was asked a little bit about that. Um, but here's Berkey on his return, expected return to the ice tonight against the yeah, it's been a, It's been a long journey of treatment and recovery and healing and um, we had a timeline that we were aiming at and um, I don't know like four four days ago I felt good enough to uh, give it a shot on ice with contact and stuff and uh, felt pretty good so uh, ready to go. First uh, game, two games, how much does uh, timing mean to you to make sure that you're into the rhythm here? Sorry, what? How much does timing mean to you to, to make sure that, that you're at, at your best here for the first game or two games here? No, I mean, it's uh, timing is everything. Uh, I mean, I haven't played in a while, so I'm just probably going to simplify it a little bit and, and trust uh, trust my line mates, Kanner and Winnie, and uh, make sure they help me out out there. Uh, I mean, I don't want to be rusty out there, but uh, we'll see how the night goes. I'm excited to get back in there and... Uh, I mean, uh, probably just kind of start off playing simple game, not trying to force things, and and then build my confidence that way a little bit, and get get into the rhythm a little bit. Yesterday, Coach Axel said you were chomping at the bit to get going. Um, how do you let him know that? And is that true? Sorry, what? He said you were chomping at the bit to get to get re, you know get started here. How do you how do you let your coach know that? No, I told him on the road that um, that I wanted to play. Um, I was asking if we could get some uh, doctor's appointments done and get going. And um, we want to hit that exact six-week mark. And uh, if I would come back the way I wanted to, it would have been earlier. So uh, um, it's also good to maybe play it on the safe side a little bit and make sure that everything is all right. So um, I'm ready to go here for the rest of rest of the year. And I think that last point by Andre Burakovsky is the one that we have to be mindful of. We talked about it towards the end of last year and definitely in the offseason. A lot of how the Seattle Kraken have been built and maybe some of the moves, quite honestly, that they didn't make in the offseason and free agency, even at the trade deadline, have been because there's an assumption that we will have Andre Burakovsky. Dave talked about it today. He's a game-changing kind of player when he is healthy. When he is healthy. So we have to really hope that this is the last fluke kind of freak accident that's going to keep Burakovsky out. Um, he was chomping at the bit. Uh, you heard him just now say how he wanted to get all of his evaluations done as, as quickly as possible to make sure that he nailed that six-week timeline exactly and wasn't spending more time away from the team. I think it's going to be great once we have Berkey back, but also fully integrated. My concern is there's not really anything from a consistency standpoint for him to get integrated into. So are we then once again relying, if not completely, too much on Andre Burakovsky and not pushing buttons in other places to get to a better performance from the Seattle Kraken. 
which of course is going to lead to our third segment where we're going to talk about some trade rumors. I've said long, long, long ago since last season, since really the inaugural season, since we started, excuse me, just knocked my mic, since we started the podcast, the three-year mark, as in third season, we might start to see the conservative approach that the Kraken quite honestly had to take at the expansion draft, had to take in free agency in the last couple of years, we might see that taper off a little. That being said, I'm not exactly sure that these are the trade rumors I expected. We're going to talk about that and more coming up on today's episode of Locked on Kraken. As I mentioned at the top of the show, today's episode brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Now, the the it's been cooler out. It's been cooler for a bunch of us. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you have to miss out on some red-hot opportunities at FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins, Kraken fans. And let me just give you the, the odds that that we have from our friends at FanDuel, the money line, which I just mentioned, opportunity to win $150 in bonus bets on a $5 money line bet. Kraken at a plus 128 on the money line. Devils at a minus 154. We also have some over-under odds for you. Kraken over 6.5. The or excuse me, Kraken under 6.5, Devils over 6.5 for tonight's game. But, you know, FanDuel has so much for you. We obviously have a vested interest in what's happening in the hockey world, but you can look at player props, spreads, over-unders, and so much more when it comes to college football, NBA, the NHL, and of course, the National Football League. So visit FanDuel.com backslash locked on and kick off the NFL season right. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL and us here at Locked On. Hey, hey, what do you say? Or at least that's what John Forslund will say later tonight as the Seattle Kraken host the New Jersey Devils, a six-game homestand. I'm pointing for those watching on video because that's where my Kraken calendar is, the schedule for the year. I want to talk to you about some odd trade rumors. You know, again, I'm here for trade conversations, but there's a trade rumor that I heard that, oof, just really had my head scratching. I once again first saw this, at least, from the amazing Mike Benton, at Benton underscore Mike on Twitter. Uh, reports say that hashtag Kraken have reached out to Montreal. Here's the tweet if you're watching on YouTube. Have reached out to Montreal about their goaltenders. Uh, and there he's quote tweeting an article, which I took a look at now the article, um, is by, uh, I think it's the Ottawa sun. Uh, let me, let me go back to my, uh, well, anyway, they're talking about, yes, the Ottawa sun. They're talking about really some of the moves, um, you know, maybe that that need to happen for for the Calgary Flames. They, I mean, they talk 
about the Montreal Canadiens here. So they're talking about Canadian teams, but then of course, who maybe they're going to trade with. And I love it because the first line in the story, defense wins championships. And that's a big reason why with the NHL schedule past the quarter mark and the annual holiday roster freeze set for December 19th at 11:59 PM looming large Toronto Maple Leafs general manager is working the phones, trying to find help for the club's blue line. Love that. Absolutely. Yes. And again, now's the time where you're going to start to see where teams are maybe looking. I thought it's interesting though, that the Kraken, again, a lot of Canadian teams mentioned in this article, but the Kraken were mentioned. Um, Here's the quote, quote, we've heard plenty of whispers about the Edmonton Oilers looking for a solution with their goaltender situation, but we're told Seattle Kraken GM Ron Francis has also been shopping around. Article goes on to say, neither Philip Grubauer, they spelt his name wrong, I digress, neither Philip Grubauer nor Joey Decord has been consistent for the Kraken this season, and the club is concerned, per the Ottawa Sun. I mean, I'm concerned, but anyway, I digress. Continuing on, direct quote, Grubauer has four years left with cap hit of $5.9 million per season and has a 3.35 goals against average with an 8.93 save percentage. To make matters worse, the club has goaltender Chris Drieger making $2.5 million in the minors. Seattle has lost five straight, yes, we know, and prepares to face the New Jersey Devils on Thursday, that's tonight, at home after a lengthy road trip. Okay, there's there's a lot to this, and that's not even getting into um, the specific goaltenders for uh, Montreal that allegedly, can you tell from my tone, allegedly, the Seattle Kraken are looking at. That's because, I mean, we're talking about <laughs> Montreal, um, you know, and and I just don't know that they're going to solve our problems with, uh, you know, Caden or Jake. Um, and honestly, I don't know if it makes sense for the Seattle Kraken to be shopping for goaltending when I think there are other pressing issues. I don't think this makes sense. Now, <sighs> I, this is where I don't even pretend to be a general manager. And are you looking at these teams to just show that you're interested? Are you looking at these teams like the psychological reason or, you, you know, you're, you're okay with people knowing that you're shopping around for the psychological reason that I mentioned earlier? You know, I, I really don't want to believe that the Seattle Kraken are a team that's going to play those kind of mind games. I've talked about it before on the show. If you're an everyday or an OGer, I've been an athlete who was used to play mind games with my own teammates. And listen, these people are getting, first of all, they're just getting paid, period. They're much more elite. And they're actually, this is their actual job. But it's just a nasty, it's a nasty side of the business. I know it exists, but it's a nasty side of the business. And, I, you know, it... Anyway, I could go off. Maybe I'll rant about that on a bonus episode. But what I, 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 
I think goaltending is a question mark. I should say the goaltending stats that we see for the Kraken, definitely a question mark. But I will continue to say that we're not going to see leaps and bounds uh, improvements in any of our goaltenders, any of our goaltenders, until we fix some of the consistency issues that are roaring their ugly head this season for the Kraken. They've always been there, and they've never really been satisfied. I've talked on the podcast and a lot of you have engaged with me either on the live show in real time or in the comments and the sandpaper, which, oh, dear heaven, did I love that Dave Haxtell mentioned sandpaper today. He mentioned sandpaper. Can you hear my hands? Can you hear that? He mentioned sandpaper today. He mentioned it talking about Riker Evans. We need sandpaper. We're missing. You know, top of my list is always Ryan Donato. We're missing his piss and vinegar, missing his sandpaper. I'm starting to realize that I missed out on, on the geeky squad. I, I, I just wasn't, I wasn't hyped to it. Uh, I, I wasn't subscribed to the newsletter, but I, I, there's an absence. I understand you better now, geeky squad. And then there's Daniel Sprung. I think maybe he was a blip ahead of geeky for me personally and the, just the kind of style that I want to see. Um, but, you know, he had his limitations as well. So I, I, I miss his game and I understand why he had to go. Um, the other two, I think, fit more into the system and what Dave Haxtell, Ron Francis want to build out. So those are noticeable. I also do, I, I also do think, though, that what we're not seeing from the young talent that has come up is for them to, to claim that sandpaper role as their own. If you listen to my live stream, you know I ranted about how Max McCormick, he's got sandpaper, baby. I didn't see it with the Kraken. Now, how much of that is because he just wasn't ready to bring that? How much of that was because the Kraken really didn't give him an opportunity? I don't know. I really have to look back at the film and I might have a reason to do it depending on how this exercise and depending on how this homestand goes. We need sandpaper. We need guys to step up. And I said it on my live stream. I've been alluding to it on multiple episodes of Locked on Kraken. The youth movement, if you know, it, it's theirs to seize. We've got a, a pro team, uh, uh, an NHL major league team that's not performing. And a part of the reason they're not performing is because of a lack of consistency, a lack of urgency, a lack of fire. Take it, boys. Come on. And you know what hurts a little is that we're not even really seeing it with Coachella Valley. And so now what kind of bug, what kind of, you know, theoretical virus is permeating through our system and what needs to be done to shake it out. I mean, we might have to have that conversation too, depending on not just how tonight's game goes, but how this homestand goes. Six games, 12 potential points. I mean, you really got to be at like six, eight points. I want like eight points boys. And that's not going to, it's not going to come easy. You've got the devils, Tampa Bay, 
Minnesota, Florida, Chicago, and the Kings. And the and the Kings. That was number six. It's going to be tough. But you got to start playing the way you know you can play against the teams that are right there in your weight class. We don't do well punching down. We kind of get bowled over <laughs> when we try to drop weight class. That's never great. And arguably, we haven't been doing so great when we've tried to punch up in our weight class. I mean, I don't know. Question of the day. What do you think has been our most consistent game? For me, it's a, it's been a while. I think we've, we've yet to see it. The best is yet to come. But we got to get there quick. Got to get there quick. Enjoy tonight's game, whether you're going to be at CPA or watching at home. Uh, if you see someone representing the Locked on Devils podcast, his name is Trey Matthews. Tell him Erica says hi. But be kind to yourselves. Be kind to one another. Hold fast. Stay true. And we say tonight loud and proud. Let's go cracking. I'll catch you on the next episode. Peace out, everybody.